Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, this is a, a new program. A lot of talk show hosts are like, screw it, I'm out of here for the year. Um, uh, not us. Uh-uh, we're Mm-mm. getting it done for you. Um, at least for a couple of days. Anyway, so um, <laughs> then, then we're the hell out of here for the year. That, right. Um, but, but, but trust me, it'll be great programming no matter what's on. Um, just not as great as if it's actually us. But either way, um, Friday, so I get the, I get the call from, from Nitro. For those who don't know, mm-hmm. I've got a bit of a bromance with Dan Nitro Clark. Yeah, you do. And yeah. your husband, Mario, is a little bit jealous. I don't know. <laughs> He's jealous. <laughs> He actually, he actually uh, sent me a message today. You, you know when your husband messages me? I don't. I didn't know he messaged you today. He messaged me today on Steve Harvey. Uh-huh. Oh, he which did. Which we have to get into as well. Oh, my I, goodness. I can't say what it was because Steve Harvey, I, look, I don't know Steve Everybody Harvey. Everybody's talking. Seems like a nice enough guy. <laughs> I know. But, it's man, funny. you got to, you, your heart sinks for the guy. That was I mean, um, a little blunder, wasn't it? That was not Big good. Big old blunder, yeah. We'll get into that yeah. coming up. But but Dan Clark was is the guy who played Nitro on the old American Gladiator series. Now, I'm thinking early 90s, might have been late 80s, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's about my age, a couple of years older. <laughs> he looks it. Um, <laughs> what? Not really? What? He's saying that because he's out of yeah, town somehow now. He has, somehow he has dark hair. How did that happen? <laughs> Whatever, Dan. Just for men. Oh, but anyway, um, but he's a good guy. He came to town a couple of years ago. And, uh, and the people handling his event in San Antonio, like, hey, you want to have Nitro? And I'm like, hey, what the hell, man? I used sure. to watch that show. I thought Nitro was great. Mm-hmm. So we had him in studio, as you know. And on the air, I challenged him to um, to come and work out with me. Because mm-hmm. the guy's still in you know uh, great shape and yes. uh, I'm working out a little bit, whatever. And um, uh, we went and worked out, and he completely kicked my ass. And, mm-hmm. I, and I thought it was great, and it was wonderful. And we've been buddies ever since. Um, came back again earlier this year. The first thing he did when he got in town, packs him in town, let's go work out, let's throw some iron around, whatever. Nice. And he always says, let's throw some iron around, but he's so full of crap. What he wants like you fun. to do is jump around like a rabbit. <laughs> he wants you to jump around like a rabbit. Have you seen these CrossFit people? Uh, listen, I have. Listen, I am not, not denigrating me. CrossFit because they're in incredible shape, but yeah, you, they are. you don't have to jump around like a hop around like a rabbit yeah, I, to I, get in shape. I couldn't do that, but mm-hmm. But I'm that guy who, who if somebody says, but you can't do this, then I have to prove that I can that. <laughs> I know you are, yes. And he know, and he knows that I'm that guy, too, mm-hmm. so so he pushes me. Mm-hmm. So we worked out again last time. I couldn't walk for like two days. No. And then um, and he's back in town last week. He had some event, um, uh, I think Overcoming Adversity or something, and he was the keynote speaker, and he's in town, and he's got his friend with him. Hey, hey Pag's in town. Let's go throw some iron around. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, we did, and, and this time I made him actually lift weights. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, kicked his ass. Let me just tell really, you something. Really, really. Oh, well, we did um, arms. You know me; I'm arm boy. You are. So, yeah. so we did arms, and, and uh, he kept up just fine. But I was doing two or three times more. Of course, okay. after we did the arms work. Oh no, no, I, I'm not even. I'm not even You're being, being serious. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I'm oh, not being sarcastic. All right. Um, he actually he sent me a text yesterday. He said my triceps are going to need an old folks home. <laughs> So he's still hurting today, which is good. Wow. But don't worry about it because I kicked him into the dirt a little bit. Uh-huh. And then and then he took it out on me later. Oh, I bet um, he did. We, oh yeah. No, because then we had to do the jumping around and hopping around like idiots. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is what we had to do. And again, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, maybe put down the remote and get off the couch every once in a while. <laughs> and now people driving to the road right now are thinking, why is he talking to me? You're fat shaming me. I'm yeah. not talking to you. I'm not shaming you at all. <laughs> this, is, this is radio talk show shaming is what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, here's the thing. Uh, you had to do five pull downs, which is you sit on a bench and you pull the weight. There's a bar above you. You pull it down, and then there are pulleys and things. You're lifting weight, uh-huh. so you do five pull downs. No big deal, right? Sure, yeah. And then you do ten push ups. No big deal. Sure, tell hmm. that easy. Mm-hmm. And then you do fifteen air squats. You know what an air squat is? I don't. Because it sounds like it, it, you'd squat and then you, you'd fart. But it's not that at all. Because that's Good. probably what you thought, knowing that how your mentality is. what I thought. has nothing to do with that no. kind of air. It's you disgusting. went there, not me. No, no, you went there, okay, because I've been in your studio there. today. Oh, you shush. totally went there. I did not go there. Let me just say this. As much as I hate the potpourri, please <laughs> no, bring it back. I did not go there me, today. Get, get a bottle lying. of Axe and spray no. it in there or something. <laughs> Stop it. So... So uh, um, you're thinking, well, that's easy. Well, see, I've got bad knees. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole squats thing is good. Now, air squats is just you're squatting with your own weight. There's no weight oh. on your back. There's no, you're not, not lifting any weight. It's oh, just okay. your own body weight. You squat down and get back up. Okay. Now, here's the catch. You have to do those three things 20 times mm. in 20 minutes. Oh. So mm, I looked yeah. at him and I said, how much ganja do you smoke a day? <laughs> In California, do you think my fat ass can do all that? And did and, you? And, 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 and you know what he does? What? He always gives me the pegs. Pegs, just do it. Just just got to do just it. Just do it. Because last time that happened, remember what I said to him? I, I, was, I, was, I screamed this out and I said, my favorite gladiator was Thunder. Oh, I do remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was none too happy with that one. Trouble. So, so um, we, we we're doing this. And just think about it. That's 20 times through those exercises. And by the end, I'm just dripping wet. I'm just a pig. And I'm just, I can't move. I can't breathe. Everything hurts. But here, I promise you this really happened. Mm -hmm. Do all of it. Get to the last set of air squats. Yeah. Which just sounds gross. It does. It really Uh, does. You want to air squat? No. Um, No. And something happened to my right knee. Oh, no. The last... The last, the last squat. Oh, dude! Burnt. So that and, oh, and, and it's a, a, it's a thing. It's a ligament. It's a tendon. It's a something. I didn't tear a muscle. Oh, I don't think I tore a ligament because I've done that before. But something went burnt. It just Ugh. didn't make any sense. Oh, and no. at that point, um, I'm thinking, yeah, this is this is no good. You're in trouble. And, and but, but now I got to be the tough guy. So I'm, I'm walking. Around, hey, oh, oh, something there, and uh, you know, acting like it wasn't that big a deal. Well, let me tell you something. It was that it big was. a deal. It was that big a deal, and uh, and now I'm I'm crawling around, oh, and uh, I'm terrible. I'm absolutely just wondering what the hell is going on here, and, oh, and why is no. it happening to me? And that's the thing. And oh. um and at the end of it, we you know we grabbed a protein bar, a protein shake, and as you probably saw on my on my Facebook page, we still even though I was hobbled. Still took the the, the, the prerequisite selfies. <laughs> you have to do that, yeah. We had to take those, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, that's sort of the way it happened. Oh, and uh, and of course now now I I took Friday night off to go and do the Spurs game. Yes. To go and play the national anthem, but now I can barely walk. Oh, you're so good. You need to go to the doctor. Did not go to the doctor. Well, you I just loaded up full of ibuprofen. He said. Uh-huh. And, um, and 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 the thing is. And I love the Spurs dearly. I'd like to marry them if I weren't married. I'd marry the Spurs. <laughs> I just think it's a, it's a great organization. They They're incredible. 
Um, but the people behind the scenes at the Spurs game walk way too freaking fast. Oh. <laughs> well, like, can you people. slow down? <laughs> okay, we need a sound check over here. You want to warm up over there? You want to grab a drink of water over here? Blah, blah, blah. Oh. Hey, let's get a selfie over here. Okay, can you sign this paperwork over there? And, and, and all of that. And, and I'm like, can you people slow the hell down? <laughs> Who are you, Tony Parker? We're not playing the game. We gotta go. We gotta slow go. down. Let's go. So, um, it's so now we're walking out there. They're playing the Clippers. It was a big game. Mm-hmm. The Spurs pulled it out. It was a great game. And um, and again, I'm pretty big. But have you ever stood next to somebody six eleven? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like, have you ever met David Robinson, who's seven <sighs> one? No, I wish, but no. I have. And you look at them and go, "You can't really be a human being." <laughs> But he is. Because generally speaking, I'm pretty big. Yes. And, and not sadly, compared to David Robinson. Sadly, I outweigh some of these people <laughs> who are string bean people. But, uh, I mean, when, when you're 6'10", 6'10", I'm standing next to, like, Blake Griffin and, and wow. uh, DeAndre Jordan from the Clippers going, that's not possible. Yeah. And I'm like, you're poor sure. mothers. <laughs> well, I'm sure they weren't that tall when they were Oh, you don't think they were that big babies. when they were born? That would have been yeah. odd. That would have been a little, bit, a little bit odd. odd. But uh, I walked out there. I think I did a pretty good job. I I, I felt good about it. It was good. It was really good. Thank you. Um, A lot of people reacted to it, and uh, and, and I appreciate all of that. But I'm telling you, I walked out there. All I could do to not limp because I didn't want to be that guy. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yes, Karina, I was wearing the 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 black jeans and white sneakers. Yeah. And and my wife, as I was leaving the house, said, "You really going to wear the white sneakers?" And, and I said, well, yes, I'm going to be standing on a basketball court. I didn't think it would be appropriate to wear boots or something. I mean, I'm standing on a basketball court. But I know, but tennis shoes? I mean, uh... Did you notice what the basketball players wear? Well, yes, but they're playing a game. You're not. I was on their floor. I wasn't going to scuff it up or mess it up or something. Oh, well, all right, I guess. That's so when we come back, if the listeners are lucky, I'll have that uh, my rendition of the national anthem from uh, Friday night at the Clippers versus the Spurs. The Spurs took them out. And um, also, bottom of the hour will be Governor Greg Abbott, the great state of Texas. You know they're hooked up with Greg? Nice. Very nice. Do you think during the interview I call him Greg at all? I know you do. I'm going to say maybe seven <laughs> to eight mean? times. No, it can't be seven or eight times. I but no, I talk to the Thank governor of the great state of Texas. So we talk about immigration. We talk about Syria. We talk about a lot of stuff. Um, also, when we come back after we do the anthem, and I, I appreciate that a lot of people are interested in that. 150,000 people have seen it, which is great. Nice. Um, um, I'll play that, but then we have to talk about Steve Harvey, that oh. poor, poor lost soul. <laughs> Boy, that's Steve bad. Harvey, that it's poor, poor lost soul. I mean, seriously. It was I mean, hard that, to watch I when I saw it this morning. I, don't, it's like, I mean, I don't know how you. I mean, dude. I, now, again, that video is on my it's on my Facebook page, too. You know how many views that video got? I can't even imagine. Two million views. It's reached wow. nine million people so far. Wow. 17,950 shares. That's crazy. Like, people love to see people screw up or something. They do, I don't know what I it guess. is. Wow. But uh, I'll, I'll have that much more when we come back. 1 800 383 9624. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Exactly right. 
Santa Claus is coming to town. Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. Thanks. 1-800-383-9624-JoePags.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. It's all right there. The station list is there, too. You can listen live from there or check out previous shows. And, uh, again, glad to have you along for the ride. Um, yes, uh, Steve Harvey, the poor guy. We'll get, we'll get into that mm-hmm. coming up. Somebody posted on my page. He's probably going to get fired um, from the pageant. I don't. I don't know. It's like a once a year job. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. think he's going to lose much sleep. Okay. He does like eight other shows, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He'll be. But just people fine. are fast with their memes, aren't they? Fast with the oh memes. Oh my gosh, I've seen a hundred of them today. They're so fast with the memes. Yeah, they are. Uh, if you don't know what a meme is, it's where you take a picture and write words on it. Um, they have been brutal when it comes to uh, our, our our man Steve. Um, they, they are not holding back, not even a little bit. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. I'll actually play some of the audio from the pageant last night. Uh, truth be told, because somebody tried to call me out, which I've, I found this to be odd. Um, somebody tried to claim that if I, if I watched the pageant, then I had to turn in my man card. Mm-kay. And maybe I'm stupid, but watching mm-hmm. scantily clad women parade on a stage makes me less of a man. I, I guess I'm not <laughs> I a man. Know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm stupid, but these women are not ugly. I'm just Uh, saying attractive ladies on the TV. Yes, definitely. And they're little bikinis. But but a friend of mine, and I miss the bikinis and everything, but a friend of mine, uh, you have to to look at this video. (laughs) And then I posted the video on my pages, and it's blown up. It's gone viral times eight. Um, Just crazy. Uh, All right, so uh, here we are, Friday night. At the uh, at the AT and T Center, Spurs taking on those Clippers. A little something, something we call the national anthem. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
to give the old fist bump Very at the end nice. of it. And, and thank you. But the thing is, and I can't really get an answer to this question. I think it's I think it's a valid question. Um, when they cheer at the high note, mm-hmm. is it because they're so glad it's almost over? <laughs> Or do they like so. do they like what I'm doing I with it? I think they see, like what you're doing with it. I've, I've never been able to sort of come to terms with that. <laughs> yeah, because God only knows they could be like, "Damn, enough, boy! Fine, what's, what's get the off the you? stage already! Stop get it already! Yeah. we get it. You can play the damn song. Come on!" <laughs> uh, but but uh, listen, I enjoy it. I enjoy the heck out of it, and I'm really honored that they've asked me to do it again. Um, I don't know if I have enough time to play the entire Steve Harvey thing, um, but Steve Harvey was the announcer, was the host of the Miss Universe pageant and named the wrong woman the winner of the pageant. I'm just going to fast forward when he walks up. He walks up, he says, I have to apologize. There's, I have to apologize. As he's doing this, Miss Columbia is bowing and thanking people, holding the flowers, has the crown on, and she's, she's waving at people in the audience. The first runner-up is Columbia. Now, she's standing right mm-hmm. behind him holding the flowers, has the sash, has the, the, the crown on. I mean, she's ready to go. Oh, no, you didn't. Miss Universe 2015 is Philippines. Oh, no. Did that really just happen? Oh, no. And she's like, what do I do? Columbia's like, I'm not giving you my damn crown. Columbia's like, I'm not not giving you the crown. It ain't happening. Now, Columbia, it turns out, was extremely gracious, was very, very nice about it. By the way, a taller, younger, I think better-looking Sofia Vergara. Mm. Have you seen this woman? She looks just like I her. I have. She is gorgeous. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. So, oh, so now there's man. Steve Harvey, who had one job. <laughs> How do you make that <laughs> you know mistake? I, mean? I, I don't he know. He had one job. Now, they posted the actual um, winner's sheet, the actual results. Yeah. And in the post, it shows very clearly that it says second runner-up USA, first runner-up Columbia, Miss Universe winner. Philippines. It wow. says it. Not sure how he screwed it up. Quick break here. We'll come back. My interview with uh, Greg Abbott. Great state of Texas. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hey, great to have you. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show. 1-800-383- 9624JoePags.com. Glad to have you along for the ride. All right, so do you give Steve Harvey a pass when he completely, I mean, that's the one thing. Uh, Carrie, if he, if he <laughs> could screw anything up all night, it was anything but that. I know. I, I don't understand how that happened. I don't know how you, how you screw that up. But again, they showed the paper. 
said second runner-up USA, mm. first runner-up Columbia. Then on the bottom it said Miss Universe 2015 mm. is Miss Philippines. Wow. And uh, I, I don't know how you screw it up, but but he says, oh, no. um, uh, you know, gives it to Columbia. She's got the sash on. She's got the, the crown on. She's got she's the big uh, flower. And she ended up having to give them up. Now, I saw a video of her Aww. today going, oh, it's okay. Mistakes happen, blah, blah, and whatever. And, um, you know, you're very, very gracious about it, very, very oh, nice about good. it. I've seen some people online who want him, like, dead. Oh, come like, on. Like, oh, yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. At the be, end of the be, be, day, it's just a pageant now. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, it wasn't that many years ago that I think that somebody who was playing soccer in Colombia was killed for kicking an own goal. Oh, I do. Re- so, I remember that. Yeah. One. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a, some uh, people, their, their emotions run pretty high when it comes to nationalism. So, yeah. a lot of people not very happy. She was very gracious about it. Uh, Harvey apologized uh, uh, profusely, did so again on his Twitter. And what are you going to do? You can't go back and take it back. But I he's know. not going to live this down for a long time. No, I don't think he'll be asked back next year. I'm, I'm guessing, guessing probably not. Yeah. All right. Uh, I had a chance to catch up with the great state of Texas governor, um, Greg Abbott, Republican from the Lone Star State. And, and yes, I talk about national issue, issues. And yes, if you live in Minnesota, I might even talk about your governor with him. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh, Greg, we appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time. I am doing great. Great to be back with you again. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. It has been a busy, busy year. I, I'm on the list, the mailing list from the governor's office. So um, almost every day, I get something from your staff saying Governor Greg Abbott announced this. Governor Greg Abbott announced that. It seems like it's been a year uh, of getting your administration where you want it, which is cool. That that's what a new governor should do. But it's also been a year where you haven't really had a chance to put on the brakes at all because you came in um, and things were already moving. If you could, and maybe this is too broad a question, but but maybe not, uh, if you could, just give me a quick overview. How do you feel about the job a year in? Well, it, it's been exactly as you described it. It's been a very hectic year, and I can divide it up into two categories for you. Uh, one is we had a very busy uh, legislative session where we did exactly what I wanted to achieve. One, uh, we cut taxes by $4 billion, leading the nation uh, in the amount of taxes cut by a state. Number two, uh, we uh, dedicated about $4 billion a year to build more roads so that we would have an outstanding infrastructure, and we did it without raising taxes, fees, tolls, or debt. Number three, uh, we uh, added almost a billion dollars to secure our border so the state of Texas would be doing what the federal government is failing to do, uh, and that is uh, to secure our sovereignty. Uh, And at the same time, uh, we kept Texas with the best balance sheet, I believe, of any state in the nation, uh, leaving almost $14 billion, $10 billion of which was in our rainy day fund and about another $4 billion in our checking account. That is category number one. Category number two, Joe, is that we have had to continue to push back and battle against the Obama administration, whether it be their out-of-control EPA regulations or, uh, more recently, our efforts uh, to fight back against their attempt uh, to bring in uh, refugees from Syria that the administration itself admits that they cannot adequately vet uh, to eliminate threats from terrorism. So this has been a very busy year where we protect liberty, Uh, We expand the Texas economic miracle, and we continue to have Texas be at the forefront of leading this nation. It is uh, Governor Greg Abbott, the great state of Texas. He's the Republican, one year into his term. And, and Governor, you you gave me so much great red meat, man. That was really great. So I'm going to try to break it down the best I can. First thing, and I think that I've asked you about this before, but but I want to get to it again. We've got people 
um, who are listening all across the country. One of my big stations is KTLK, which is in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. And they've got a governor there who's like the antithesis to Greg Abbott. Um, and, and when you see job growth like you see in Texas, when you see uh, economic growth like you see in Texas, when you see a surplus to where you can build a billions and billions of dollar rainy day fund like you see in Texas, and, and there's a governor like Dayton who's in, in Minnesota who just is politically the complete polar opposite to you, and the state is suffering because of it. There is there is not as much freedom there. There is way too much power and control to central government. You've got refugees flowing in, and he can't wait to get more in. Uh, what do you say to people who are listening from so far away, our friends to the north, um, who hear how good things are going here, um, and it's a blue state, and I've got so many red people who call in, you know, red politically people who call in who are frustrated by it. What kind of advice would you give to a resident of like a Minnesota um, who they love their state like we love Texas, but they're suffering whereas we're doing so much better? Well, Texas understands two things. One is that uh, it is the private sector, not government, uh, that creates jobs. And the best thing that government can do is to get off of the backs of the job creators, uh, stimulate job growth by cutting the taxes of businesses. And that's exactly what we did. Now, uh, for the people in Minnesota, think about this. Uh, and for the people across America, and, and that is, uh, as everyone knows, we've had a dramatic downturn in the price of oil and gas. And most people think, well, Texas is nothing but a, an oil and gas state. Uh, the, the fact is, despite the downturn in the price of oil and gas, in this past year, we've still created well over 150,000 new jobs. The reason for that is because uh, we diversify our economy by cutting taxes, by creating opportunity, by getting government off the backs of those who create jobs. The second thing is uh, we focus on protecting liberty, liberty of, of entrepreneurs, liberty of individuals, uh, and that means getting government uh, uh, off their backs and, and letting individuals uh, drive the future of their lives. But a, a corollary to that is mean, means that government does have one job uh, foremost, and that is to protect the safety of the people in their state. You mentioned Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, in Minnesota, it has been reported, I think, by the United States Attorney uh, in Minnesota uh, about very sincere concerns they have about potential uh, ISIS cells. Uh, th- this is something that America has to come to grips with, uh, whether you're uh, at the Canadian border uh, or our southern border, uh, east coast or west coast, we as a nation – must be more dedicated and committed uh, to rooting out the causes uh, of radical Islamic terrorism. And that means uh, being very vigilant about who we allow in this country in the first place. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, and it's Governor Greg Abbott, the great state of Texas. Let's talk about the refugees for a moment. Um, you and I both know that the Constitution says that, that uh, issues of naturalization and citizenship are left up to the federal government. Because of that, the federal government says it can take any refugees from anywhere it deems fit, um, whether we have the ability to vet them or not. We don't have the ability to vet these people from, from Syria whatsoever. We just can't. We don't know who they are. Um, and I'll drop them in Greg Abbott's lap if I want. I'll drop them in Mark Dayton's lap if I want. I'll drop them out there on Governor Brown in California. I will drop them in, in Florida. Uh, we'll do whatever we want with the federal government. We can follow the laws we want. We can talk about that later when it comes to immigration. And we, can, and, and we will force down your throat, Greg Abbott, whether you like it or not, these refugees. And in fact, he has done so, or this government has done so. We do have some in Texas. What right do you have as the chief executive of our state? to tell the federal government, nope, that's not going to work for me. Do you have any rights at all? 
Well, first, let me point out uh, the fact that Texas is a welcoming state, and Texas is, is probably uh, the host uh, to more refugees uh, and immigrants than any other state. Uh, and, and so uh, it's not as if we are hostile uh, to people. However, uh, we are vigilant about protecting public safety. And as a result, what Texas has done uh, is I have issued an order uh, to the Department of Health and Human Services here in the state of Texas uh, to tell them uh, to fight back against the federal government's attempt to hijack our state. And then uh, that agency worked in collaboration with the attorney general here in the state of Texas so that we brought a legal action to try to prevent the, the Syrian refugees who cannot be vetted from coming into the state of Texas. And we have a hearing on that coming up in the first or second week in January, uh, where the state of Texas uh, will be asserting its legal right under federal law that already exists uh, to eliminate uh, the uh, dangerous, unvettable refugees that the Obama administration is trying to put onto the state of Texas. The well, second well, thing well, did- it's, it's a no-brainer, Greg. I mean, I, I, as you know, I grew up in South Florida. And, and in South Florida in 1980, uh, Fidel Castro opened up his prisons and sent the Mariel boat lift north. And once they hit the ground in Homestead and Miami and everywhere else in South Florida, they had the Chrome Detention Center. And the reason why there was a detention center is because we had no idea who these people were. And thankfully, we found out they were the criminals, and, and thankfully, they weren't out in, in, uh, in, in the public with the community. Uh, do you have the same right to say we're going to make a detention center until the, the federal government can show us that we're safe here? Um, or, or is there something else that you have to do? I mean, I understand that you're taking it up in court, but what if they just drop them in? They could literally bust them in tomorrow. Can we stop them? The, the, the authority to uh, make those decisions uh, is uh, uh, relegated to the federal government. But I hasten to point this out, and, and that is Barack Obama himself uh, put a halt uh, to... Uh... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the refugee relocation process a couple of years ago uh, by putting a, a six-month halt. Uh, to refugees coming in here from Iraq when it was determined uh, that Iraqi refugees who had been allowed to come into the U.S. had participated uh, in in bombing uh, American soldiers over in Iraq. Right. And I think that uh, under similar circumstances, because of uh, the terrorists in Syria right now, because of the proven inability to adequately vet them, Barack Obama should similarly uh, put at least a six-month halt uh, to the Syrian refugees uh, until we can get our hands around whether or not they are vetable. It's Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas. He's the Republican here in the Lone Star State. Uh, Governor, we, we see in the southern border we've got uh, many uh, OTMs, other than Mexicans, that's the term used, uh, coming across the border. We've got many uh, who are really just some caught right there in Laredo, I think six or eight people who allegedly have ties to terrorist organizations. There is no doubt in your mind, my mind, or in the minds of anybody across the nation listening right now that ISIS wants to get in. Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, whatever the name of the radical Islamic jihadist group is, they want to come in, they want to do either lone wolf or coordinated attacks to us because they disagree with us religiously, fundamentally, how we live our lives, whatever. 
what can the state of Texas do with the longest border on the southern border? What can we do in the state of Texas knowing that, again, immigration, the border, all of that is is the purview of the federal government? You say that you spent a billion dollars on, on shoring up the border. I believe you. But what can you actually legitimately do to physically stop them? Do you always have to make way and, and sort of uh, you know uh, wave the feds through and let them make the decision? Or can we as Texans do something on the border? I mean, physically we, do something. We, yeah. His answer to that when we come back. Can, can Texas physically do something? Literally go up, stop bad guys, arrest them, detain them, take them away. Yes or no? This is a this is a question that a lot of people want an answer to. We've got that for you when we come back on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Monday, glad to have you. Thanks to Joe Pag Show. Fair warning here. We will not get the entire interview with uh, Governor Greg Abbott in. I'm going to play more of it now. But uh, we're going to also, Karina's going to make us a separate item for my uh, my Facebook page and for Twitter and so on. You can go in here in, in its entirety. Let me pick it up where I left off. What exactly can Texas do? Aren't your hands tied? Don't you somehow have to uh, make way to or defer to the feds on this? We, we can do something. Let, let me first explain to your audience. Uh, in, in one minute, exactly what the problem is sure. and the danger is to elaborate on what you just said. And, and that is, uh, it is a fact uh, that there have been people coming across our border who are connected or who have come from uh, countries or nations or states uh, that are controlled by uh, terroristic regimes, uh, whether it be uh, Syria, Iraq, or uh, other locations across the globe, as well as people who are coming here uh, from China and other regions. Uh, and understand this, and that is, as people watch their news right now, uh, there has been a dramatic increase uh, across the border region in the state of Texas uh, of the number of unaccompanied minor children who are coming across our border. Here's the deal. Uh, it's important to understand that e- all of these people who are coming in, or almost all of them, are brought in by drug cartels who operate as coyotes who bring uh, whether it be the people from Syria or the unaccompanied minor children across our border. Right. So our, our targeted goal and what the state of Texas can do uh, is to focus on those who are bringing people to this country illegally, and that is the cartel-related coyotes. And so what the state of Texas is doing is two things. One is we added almost a billion dollars to put more law enforcement officers on the border. Uh, these are Texas Department of Public Safety troopers. Two, uh, just this last week, uh, I continued or extended the stay of the National Guard along the border. We are working to create a border shield uh, so that we are trying to um, match move by move uh, what the cartels are doing. And what we are forcing the cartels to do is to lose money uh, every single time uh, they're trying to bring people in the state of Texas. And we are apprehending them as fast as we possibly can uh, so that the cartels understand that they are not going to be 
uh, doing business in the state of Texas. And that was part of the that was part of the question. Are they apprehending? Can they go hands on? Can they physically take charge, or do they have to do they have to step aside and say, "Okay, feds, here are the people that we caught. You do whatever you want to do with them." Now, I mean, are your hands still tied? Even though I appreciate and those listening appreciate what you're doing to shore up the border. Trust me, you know that I do. But having said that, can they really act as law enforcement when it's not their laws to enforce? Well, it, it is the, their laws to enforce. Uh, it is the state's laws to enforce uh, when they are here committing crimes. Yeah. Uh, and and they're, they're, they're typically, if, if you're a smuggling person, we have uh, a new uh, anti-smuggling law that we passed uh, in the state of Texas uh, that I was the architect of. We have uh, an, an, uh, obviously laws where we can crack down on people who are smuggling uh, drugs or human trafficking or all these various different types of crimes that the cartels are participating in. Yes. We have the ability to go after them, uh, and that's exactly what we are doing. There is a push. Last question, and you mentioned oil and gas earlier. Maybe next time we talk, we could talk about that because I know that a lot of people are actually hurting in Texas because I believe OPEC, are they're driving the, the prices down to, to kill the, the, the fracturing that we're doing in Texas. We'll talk about that next time. I want to talk about the, about the economy and leave it there. And, and economically, we talked about it, and uh, Texas is doing so much better. I mean, head and shoulders above just about any other state, certainly jobs-wise and, and surplus-wise. But having said that, there's still a push in this state, as you know, to turn it blue for some reason. We've got a lot of people coming from California, a lot of people coming from, from the Northeast, from the Midwest, and, and they're bringing with them their politics. They want to come to Texas for a better life. They want to come for, for more freedom and liberty. But they also want to come here and say, yeah, but we should all vote blue. Do you believe that Texas is going to ever turn blue? Some want to call it a purple state now. The main cities, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, they're blue already. Will Texas stay red? Will Texas? Will Texans keep an understanding that this is the best way to live in the United States of America? Or do you have a fear of those migrating from other states that they're going to bring their politics? Texas will stay red, and here is why. First, uh, many of those people you're talking about, whether they're coming from California or New York or elsewhere, uh, we know for a fact uh, that they are coming here and supporting conservative policies. The reason we know that is because of the polling we did during my governor uh, campaign yeah. uh, and election this past November, where we asked uh, in, in the polling that we undertook uh, when we were polling uh, a thousand people uh, in a survey, uh, showing that uh, the, the, these people, we, we ask them if they're going to vote for me or my opponent. And then when we ask the demographic questions, of, you know, what's your income range, what's your age range, all that kind of stuff, we ask them, have you come to the state of Texas recently from another state? Uh, and there were uh, a huge percentage of them who'd come from California, who'd come from New York, and come from these other states. Two-thirds of those people uh, said that they were voting for me uh, as opposed to my opponent. So these these are people who are trying to escape the liberal clutches of, of California and these other states. We will post that in its entirety. We've got to hit a break here. Top of the hour on the way. Much more to come on the Joe Pags Show. Joe Pags. The Joe Pag Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hey, glad to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks to Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations across the land. JoePags.com, iHeartRadio on a Monday. Oh, 
Motown Monday, Junior Walker and his All-Stars. Get her done. What kind of a saxophone is that that he's playing, Carrie? Would that be alto? Well, first of all, it's alto. Please, can you not try to pronounce everything like your Latin? What did you I said alto. It's not alto. Alto. It's alto. 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 Whatever. Damn, really? Why do I talk to you? <laughs> is it alto? Who says alto? <laughs> Sorry, alto. And it is not, by the way. It's tenor. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which saxophone did I play the national anthem with on Friday? You played the alto. Tenor. Tenor. You have no clue. What I, the, my what son the plays the alto, so. No, he doesn't. He, he plays a tenor? I thought he played the Well, the one, the one that I saw him playing in that picture was a baritone. Oh, no, 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 no. That was that was just for fun. Well, uh, let, let, let me see Let me see the picture of him playing at the at the thing the other day. I'll tell you what he plays. Oh, okay. I will show you that then. Can I tell you how to tell the difference so you can stop making a fool out of yourself, please? <laughs> yeah, please do. Okay, here's the help. Okay. An alto and a tenor look similar. Mm-hmm. Alto is smaller. But because you're not that familiar with saxophones, you might not be able to tell just by the size of the saxophone. Mm-hmm. The telltale sign of a tenor saxophone is a neck with a curve in it. An alto okay. saxophone has the neck that's just straight. You following me? Okay, yes. See, see that picture of me with the, with the gigantic muscle coming up? Yeah. I'm holding, I'm holding my, my saxophone with my left hand. Mm-hmm. And look at the neck. You know, there's a mouthpiece at the end towards my face, and there's a curve in the neck. Do you see the curve? Mm-hmm. It's almost like a goose Okay. You see it? Okay. Then, On the alto, that just would be straight. Boom, right to my face. Got it. I, he plays, I think he plays the alto. Okay, it's let's kind of hard to here. see in that picture, but it's the only see. picture that I have right now. Cannot see, but because um, I know how big he is and I can see how small that bell is, that's without a doubt an alto. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So you actually got, you, you were like one third right in that whole thing. <laughs> you got a 33 right. and a third is your grade. You got a 33. <laughs> Thank you. I hope your kids aren't listening because mom just failed. <laughs> All right, uh, by the way, it is Christmas week. Absolutely. Dashing through the snow, it's that time of year. Listening to Joe Pags, bringing Christmas cheer. Marina's drinking light, and Carrie said she's cold. Wonder how she made it through where the corn grows. While Joe will play the horn, Marina's pumpkin pie, and Carrie's shucking corn, and Joe made a snowman, Karina's got his hat, Carrie's got a corn cob, wonder what she'll make with that. Jingle why, why did you scream? Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it would be not to hear Carrie complain. Shut up. Wow. It's like you actually just said that. All the way. Oh, what fun we're having on the Joe Pack show today. Merry Christmas, everybody. Carrie, pick up that corn cob. <laughs> Every mannerism he has it down. Exactly. 
I think it's very, very good. Um, all right, uh, we've got a couple of uh, of old favorites on the phone line right now, and uh, and this man has been very, very patient. AJ, back time, Motown Joe. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas to Carrie, Trina, all the Joe Pags crew. Now, now, AJ, uh, before we go any further for Christmas, I'd like to have Barack Obama out of the White House. I'd like to have the Miami Dolphins win more than th- three freaking games a year. Um, I'd, I'd like to have a, more than more than one day off away from Kerry because really she's a pain. Uh, but hey, listen, you did a great job uh, the other day on Hannity. As as uh, now, were you Santa AJ? I mean, or were you Santa Claus? Uh, I was Santa Claus. Okay, all right. Now, now is Hannity going to turn to you? To, and Big is, Time Joe, I loved yeah. the little kids, and they was awesome. I mean, they was just spectacular. It was great. I, I, that that made my whole year, no matter, despite what Hillary, what Obama, and all the rest of the liberal idiots are doing, that made my year to make them kids have a smile on their face. That it was, was awesome. absolutely great radio. I loved it. Uh, you had the character down. I, and now, what's going to happen? Is Sean going to send them gifts or what? Uh, well, uh, the parents was behind them. <laughs> oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I got I you. Okay. No more. You, you, you know how we do. We read between the lines big time, Joe. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely right. All right. So now listen, your, 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 your president um, held this news conference the other day. That was pretty good, right? Where he just went on and on about how great the – he has fixed everything wrong in the country. He's a, a remarkable president, AJ. I can't believe you don't like the guy. I didn't vote for him either time, and we tried to make time, Joe. You know how I used to scream on the radio. You used to tell me to calm down, calm down. Right, I don't want you to we die. Tried. I don't want you to have a heart attack. We we tried to warn these people, the sheep that voted for him twice, not once, twice. And now they want to do the same thing with the lady that went to the bathroom and stayed for uh, I don't know how long. And... Uh, and then we get this lady, uh, to show you how sorry this stuff is, the lady mowed down all them people, God bless them, in Las Vegas last night, big time. Yeah, yeah. They have her, picture, her picture is plastic all over the news. When that happened in California, ooh, it took a little time for them to plaster that picture all over the news. You kind of wonder, I mean, this guy in the White House, wrong everything wrong to our country i don't care what anybody say people to my uncle and all of them tell me oh it ain't his fault uh, i say people before he walked through the door and big time joe you got plenty of tapes everything we wasn't going through none of this before him and his crew got in that white house i'm sorry they can bash bush all they want but america loves america the people love america nobody wasn't doing all this killing that's going on now. Hey, it's just a mess, big time, Joe. And he gets in Hawaii and want to talk like he done done something right. Oh, big time, we're going to have a great week. We're not, we, we not going to let this idiot destroy 
what we made and what our ancestors and what our founding fathers set for us to do. We're going to override this idiot and that Hillary that's trying to get in there to kill I, I, l- Listen, I, I always love what you say, and i gotta, I got to uh, really hone in on something you just said. We loved America. People can say whatever they want about George W. Bush. They can say whatever they want about Ronald Reagan. But these guys came in office at a time where you had to make people love America again and realize how exceptional we are and realize how great the country is. Barack Obama, over the course of seven years, like it or not, and, and look, those who are liberals out there listening who love the guy, I want you to hear me clearly. Even if you think you love what you think he did, you can't deny that we are a divided nation now. We're a nation that does not wake up in the morning going, man, I love America. I mean, I do. You do. But there are millions and millions of people out there who don't. It's a generation of me people. It's a generation of self-loathing. It's a generation that doesn't think that we're exceptional at all. It's a very, very hard job for the next president to come in and fix what this guy has broken. You're right. That's the chief thing he's done wrong. He's done a lot wrong. But the chief thing he did wrong was ruin the belief system we had here in America in who we are. Exactly. And Jeff, big time, real quick. Uh, them little ones that I talked to the other day, this is why I fight big time, Joe, because we want to let them little young, them beautiful little voices have the same opportunity or better than what me and you had. This is why we fight to keep this country the way it is. That's why our founders put laws and things in place for things to be checked. So the takeover wouldn't be what the Libs just gave us in that White House for seven years. And you can't deny that it's all wrong. But big time, Joe, with God's help and you, Rush, Sean, all of us, and us right right guys, we're going to beat this back this time. And we're telling Republicans, stop being wussies. I'm going to put it nicely. Stop <laughs> being wussies. And to that big time... Absolutely right. AJ, we love you. Merry Christmas, my friend. All right, we'll talk to you soon. We love AJ. We love when AJ calls things. He just doesn't care. AJ don't care, Carrie. I know he doesn't. He don't care. Hashtag AJ don't care. Nope. When we come back, from what I understand, we have um, a, a, a call, and we'll do this when we come back, from Ivan Claus. Really? Ivan? Yeah. This, okay. This, this ought to be something. I'm sure if, it will. If, if you've listened for a while, you know who Ivan is, hmm. and uh, a couple of things are important. He's a real pain in the ass, <laughs> and he at some point will mention Chernobyl. Oh, at least once. Got to put it out there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 1-800-383-9624-JoePags.com. Stay here. Joe Pags. Hi, Paul. It's, it's very, very cool. See, that's some cool Motown Christmas right there, Carrie. like it. Good stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Can you sing along? No. No. I said no. No? No. Yes! What? Ow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was Way into it. I. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. It's Ivan Claus on line two. Ivan, how are you? Well, hello, Joe. How are you? It's me, Ivan. I'm on your phone. 
<laughs> yes, you're you're definitely on my phone, Ivan. It turns out. Yes. <laughs> How are you? Pleasure being on for you to have me on program. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolute pleasure. Yes. Oh well, I just want to say a couple of things. Well, first off, I got to say, uh, Merry Christmas, Carrie. Merry Christmas, wow. Ivan. Wow. And a Merry Christmas to the Polo. Uh, yeah, Polo's not here, but thank you. Appreciate and a it. Merry Christmas to Karina. Merry Christmas. And also to <laughs> she, you, Joe, she, and your family. She's waving. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and you you and your family as well, Ivan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I, I was in similar situation as girl in Miss Universe contest. You were? Uh, yes, yeah, a few years back, you know, you know, I had my accident with my leg. I went into yes. the uh, Mr. Chernobyl swimsuit competition. Here we go. And <laughs> it was great because nobody needed flash photography, you know what I'm saying? And well, I was in problem because I thought I won, but they told me I had too much back hair, so they took my crown away. So I know what she's talking about. It's not very fun at all, no, yes? So, so, so in Chernobyl, you're saying it's a constant state of flash. You don't even have to use a flash. That's pretty good. Flash, it's just lit up the whole time. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes. So, that, that's that's I awesome. I, now, I now, wanted now to, do you, I wanted to say I heard you play the saxophone on the um, on the on the um, on the basketball game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. On Friday. Yes. Oh, I tell you what, it sounded really good. You're like Kenny G, except for with less hair. It's very nice. <laughs> very, very nice. But you know what, Joe? A lot less hair, yeah. Man, you've got busy program. I just wanted to stop by and say Merry Christmas to everybody there on Joe Pack's show. But I got to go now because I have to get ready because I'm delivering the presents in Soviet Union this year. I, I, really? I, I had no idea you were delivering them yeah. there. Yeah. See, this year, everybody gets... A calendar of Vladimir Putin, and we're calling it Twelve Months of Pooh. <laughs> okay, okay, Twelve Months of Pooh. You got, but, but it's spelled P-U, so of so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that Ivan, there's something wrong with him. I think that honestly, it's after he calls in every time, this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. He should be drug tested. <laughs> Maybe so. What? I'm just oh, saying. Oh man. Uh, so so in other words, it's still glowing in Chernobyl. You don't oh, need flashes. Wow. And he had too no much No flash photography hair. necessary. Oh, that was bad. He, he's, got, he's got too much going on. I know. <laughs> I know. A little, little, little too much going on in, uh, in his oh, life. All, all right. So um, the people in America love watching the NFL football on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And this week goes on Saturday. You also get it on Thursday now. You get it on Monday, of course. I mean, you get the NFL football all the time, period. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the, the, uh, the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers versus the New York Giants yesterday. Oh, uh, we saw a little bit just, of it, yeah. This is not a, a football specific X's and O's story. This is a more this is more of a behavior and how to control yourself story. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is a huge star. He's only been in the league two three years. He's a huge star, and he became a star. Listen, he's very very talented. Don't get me wrong here, but he became a star because on Sunday Night Football, I believe it was, he makes a one hand catch in the end zone that nobody could believe yeah. he made. Yeah. A couple of years ago. And he's an instant overnight success. Now he's uh, a, a an endorser of a bunch of products, which, hey, good for him. He's got this hairdo, um, happens to be a black guy, and but but for some reason he's got long blonde hair on top, mm-hmm. and, which is the kids think it's cool. In fact, um, my daughter's boyfriend has hair similar to his. People will sometimes call him Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and um, it, you, you want to like the guy. Because here's a guy you know worked hard to get where he is. Here's a guy you know has a, an immense amount of talent, 
that catch he made was ridiculously cool. Yeah. Um, but if you watched any of that game yesterday, you also saw that he's a jerk. I mean, what an absolute idiot. And and I don't want to think that about Odell Beckham Jr. I want to think he's great. Uh, now, I'm from the New York area originally, but I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. So, I mean, I'm okay with the Giants, although I'll pull for the, the Cowboys over the Giants. I'm okay with the Jets. Not, not as much, though. I'll pull for, for somebody else over the Jets if it's a team that I like better. But, you know, in that game yesterday, there were two reasons I wanted New York to win. Okay, the number one reason is you have to know this as, as the wife of Mario. Mm-hmm. You have to know this. Uh, I don't know the number one reason. Why I wanted New York to, to beat the Panthers. Right, because the Panthers are in the same division as the Finns, probably. No, the Panthers no. are NFC. Okay, I yeah, don't the know. Dolphins are AFC. Um, the Panthers are undefeated. Yeah. They're 14-0 now. There's only been one team in history that's ever gone undefeated through the Super Bowl. Do you know what team that was? Uh, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, back yeah. in 1972. Yeah. So, so you're looking at a, a team that could eclipse that, that number. Mm. Now, they were 17-0, um, the Miami Dolphins were, but then the only, you only played 14 regular season games, and you had three playoff games, including the Super Bowl. Now you've got 16 regular season games. You've got uh, then three potentially playoff games, unless you have a bye, then you don't have that many. Um, the, the, the New England Patriots a few years ago almost went undefeated and lost the last game of the season to? The Miami Dolphins? The New York Jets. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the, the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. The oh. Giants won. Uh, this guy, Tyree, catches a ball against his helmet. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they, ended up, they ended up winning the game and ended the undefeated hopes of the New England Patriots. Well, the Carolina Panthers are undefeated, so I need them to lose. Now, Don Shula actually wants, Don Shula, the longtime Miami Dolphins coach, wants the, the, the Panthers to win and, and go undefeated. And you're like, well, why would he want to do that? Because his son is the, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Oh, I see. So yeah. it's like if somebody's going to beat it, it might as well be somebody in the family. Mm, gotcha. Every year, the, the, the Miami Dolphins undefeated team, those who remain, pop the cork off of some champagne and drink it down once every team is defeated. Mm. They haven't popped the cork yet this year because the Carolina Panthers, through 14 games, are undefeated. So yesterday, I've got all sorts of extra incentive for why I want Beckham and Eli Manning and the team, the New York Giants, to beat the Carolina Panthers. And they came all the way back from 35-7 down to tie it at 35-all. But this guy was such an immense piece of garbage during that entire game. I mean, he's going at the defensive back, Josh Norman, who's one of the best in the league. And he's punching him, and he's slapping him, and he's throwing him down. Then he rams into him with helmet first. I mean, the guy was a total child and, and, and was unable to contain his, himself and control his emotions. So today, he's been suspended for a game, which is the right thing to do. But people are freaking out. How can you do that? He's the star player, blah, blah. Listen, here's a little something-something for you. In life, you have to learn to get along. You have to learn to be appropriate. You have to learn to not be an egotistical child at all times, Carrie. Mm-hmm. You have to oh. learn how to control yourself and be part of a team. And this guy yesterday should have been ejected from the, as I'm watching it, he should have been ejected from the game. No reason he should have still been in there. Much more to come. Keep it here at Joe Pag Show. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.
All right, great to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Joe Pags Show. Great radio stations across the land. JoePags.com for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. If you didn't see the video of the Miss Universe screw-up by um, by Steve Harvey, I've got to post it on my Facebook page. Just stop by JoePags.com and then click on Facebook. It'll take you right there. Scroll down a little bit. Um, on that page, you'll also see the interview. Well, you won't see me talking to him, but you'll hear it. Uh, the interview with uh, Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. Talked to, we talk a lot about a lot, so make sure you go and check that out. Also, as you scroll down, you'll see my stupid uh, video that happens before the show every day that we like to call Showtime. <laughs> and it's just yeah. basically me being a pain in the ass. Yes, yes. Basically me just as acting always. like the dork. Yeah. Um, you'll see um, Miss Universe 2015. Uh, well, the story about the Miss Universe 2015 judges lashing out at Donald Trump, and I'll talk about that in a second. But Miss Puerto Rico, I guess, is in trouble for using free speech as well. Um, that, that, I think, is interesting. And we'll get into that in a moment. Um, that story is there. But if, as you scroll down more, um, almost 10 million people have been reached by this now, more than 2 million views. It is the video of Steve Harvey sheepishly walking back up to Miss Columbia, um, who's waving at the crowd, who's got the crown on, who's got the sash, who's got the flowers, and he's there to say, I need to apologize. I need to say I'm sorry. And as she's... Throw blowing kisses, she's bowing, she's doing all sorts of crap. She's ready to go, man. And even when he says, I need to apologize, she just like starts laughing. And I don't know if she speaks English or not, I have no idea. But uh, she starts laughing because she doesn't get it. She's not, she's not like getting what, it, what he's laying down. And, um, and then he reads what it says in the card and he corrects himself. You can go there and you can check out that video too. You see the video of the dorks at the, at the Dallas Cowboys game that I, I captured that off my TV? Uh, no, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, to scroll down just below the Steve Harvey okay. thing. These two idiots had their shot on national TV. Uh-huh. And they whiffed the high five. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. They whiffed oh, the God. high five. I'm not kidding. And then that. as you scroll down, you'll also see that um, uh, we got the... The, the video of me playing the national anthem at the Spurs game on Friday night. And again, thank you so much to the Spurs family for allowing me to do that again. All right. So um, we talked about the Steve Harvey screw-up. And I think the people are aware now that he said the wrong person won and he had to go back and backtrack and apologize and take the crown from Miss Columbia and the sash and the flowers and the dignity, mm-hmm. although she kept her dignity. She did great. Um, and then give it to Miss Philippines who was the real winner, he just read it wrong. Well, then, then I'm scrolling around, I'm looking around today, and Miss Universe 2015, I didn't watch the show, but it turns out Perez Hilton, who is a gossip columnist dork, I don't read his column, he became famous by calling himself Perez Hilton, which is not his name, but he took it from, you know, what's-her-face Hilton? Perez Hilton. Yeah, so I he's going to be Perez even though she's Paris and Hilton is not his last name. 
But either way, and uh, he's openly gay, not that that matters, but anytime he says anything to anybody about anything, he talks about how how he's gay. But either way, um, I guess they went to him last night as a questioner at the pageant. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and he talked about, thank God that Donald Trump is no longer affiliated with this pageant or something. Um. So he's slamming Donald Trump on the pageant. And you almost think Donald Trump is the $10 billion man. He's going to make you now screw up at the end of this pageant. I mean, why why even take that chance? So he calls him out during the pageant and probably got some applause. Again, I wasn't watching. Nobody but nobody is saying Perez Hilton shouldn't write a column anymore. Nobody but nobody is saying Perez Hilton shouldn't be affiliated with pageants anymore. Again, he's working for the pageant in the capacity of a judge. And the pageant's cool with him going after an individual out there, somebody who's running for president. That's okay. Well, then why isn't this okay? Miss Puerto Rico saw what Michael Moore was doing. Michael Moore, you know, the fat guy from Flint, Michigan, acts like he's poor, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. So he's out there holding a sign in front of Trump properties, and the sign says, we are all Muslim, which quite literally doesn't make any sense. I want to understand why he's saying that, but I can't. You know, I guess uh, I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. All to say we're in this with Spartacus. You go after him. You're going after all of us. I guess that's what he means. And like after 9-11, people, you know, were, were doing commercials and holding up signs saying we're all New Yorkers. Okay, you're showing support. But, I mean, to go in front of Donald Trump's building, because, l- listen, I worked in Flint, Michigan, and, and Roger and Me was a movie that was kind of a prerequisite to work in Flint, Michigan, to know some of the history of Flint, Michigan. Michael Moore um, does his level best to get Roger Smith, I think it was, who was the chairman of GM, to talk to him about why he pulled out of Flint and left it in such a such a, a disheveled um, sort of, you know, sense of being. I mean, it was not a good state in, in the city of Flint, Michigan. And crime went through the roof and people were foreclosed on and the whole city, you know, took a dump. I get why he was doing that. He, by the way, he was from Davidson or the Beecher district, not really from Flint, but eh, close enough. He claimed he was from Flint, whatever. But having said all of that, since then, he's just has been attacking people. He's a, a lefty politician wannabe who uh, has made millions upon millions of dollars, not that I begrudge him that, but pretends like he's a poor guy trying to get a job, you know, screwing in spark plug number eight at the, at the Flint assembly plant. That's not what he's doing. He's a rich Hollywood fat cat who I would think is smart enough to know that Donald Trump did not say, no Muslims allowed, we hate Muslims, forget about Muslims. He didn't say that. What he said was, we need to have a complete halt in allowing any Muslims to come here until the government can figure out who they are and what we're doing. That's what he said. If you say anything else, you're lying, and you're lying on purpose. So him out there in front of Trump's properties, we're all Muslim. Perez Hilton attacking Trump on the actual pageant, but then little Miss Puerto Rico here has now been suspended because she dared say something about what Michael Moore was saying. Carrie, am I wheezing? Is that what's going on? What is that noise? I don't know. What are you hearing? And I pressed the cough button to get rid of whatever the hell's oh, stuck in there. Dude. Miss um, Puerto Rico suspended over her response to Michael Moore's We Are All Muslim stunt. This is from John Street over at The Blaze. Miss Puerto Rico was suspended Saturday from representing the Miss America organization after issuing a series of tweets taking aim at filmmaker Michael Moore and, more broadly, Islam. 
the Miss America organization announced that Destiny Velez would be barred from representing the pageant because of her anti-Muslim comments, which were later deleted, but not before social media users captured screenshots. Uh, she said, um, this is to Michael Moore. Islamic God is not the same God of the Christians and the Jews. Muslims are uh, use our Constitution to terrorize USA and plant gas stations. There is no comparison between Jews, Christians, and Muslims. Jews nor Christians have terrorizing agendas in their sacred books. What all Muslims have done is provided oil and terrorized this country and many others. Hold a sign that says we are all believers in Christ. That's what she wrote to him. Now again, Perez Hilton can attack a man on the stage, just attack him and get applauded and probably be asked to come back next year. Michael Moore, fat guy holding a sign in front of Trump Tower, um, again, not doing anything near what he thinks he's doing. And here's this, you know, 20-something-year-old, you know, Miss Puerto Rico who feels like her heritage is being attacked, feels like her religion is being attacked, and does not have the same right as Perez Hilton or Michael Moore to say what she feels. Now, you could tell her why she's wrong. You could tell her why it's out of line. You could you could tell her that, you know, that's not what's going on. Or you can show her evidence that, you know, her perspective is skewed. But to say that's it, you're done, you're suspended indefinitely, basically fired, you're gone. Uh, because she dared combat Fetso and, and, his, and his pea-brained idea of standing in front of Trump, of Trump Tower? Yes, it would have been smarter for her not to say anything. It, it, it's better to leave it up to people like me to go after Michael Moore. Because Michael Moore couldn't handle a guy like me. And I don't mean physically. Well, physically he couldn't either. But but phys- I, I mean intelligently, intellectually, debate-wise. I mean, he never he, he would never come on a show like this because the guy would not stand a chance. He comes off like the idiot he is. So leaving an idiot to make his own bed is probably what's best. But you know what? She felt as though she was being attacked and her heritage was being attacked and her religion was being attacked. And as an American, and if you don't know, Puerto Rico is America, as an American, she should have that right. With, I mean, look, she didn't say go blow up, you know, Muslims' homes or mosques. She gave her opinion because she was set off by Fetty. That is his nickname, isn't it, Carrie? I'm I not sure. I don't think so. You're not saying you're in, in the Beecher district in, in Flint, in that area, they don't call him Fatty? I'm not sure, but I would say no. Fatty McFatmore? Um, you no. know, I can't believe you talked about fat people on your show. I know that you were talking about me. Why are you shaming me? I'm not talking <laughs> right. about you. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Do you see the comparison I'm making? Does it make sense to you? Should she be suspended indefinitely while Perez Hilton is probably being patted on the back? And how about Michael Moore, you know, all these years later? This is 25 years later after Roger and me. How about Michael Moore continuing to make a fool out of himself and his lapdog media continuing to give him, you know, the, the time of day? Yes, I'm talking about him on my show, but because I think he's really fat and should stop eating so much. I can't believe mm. you're talking about his eating. It's below you, Pat. It's beneath you to talk about somebody's intake. No, because, listen, the guy's a slob. If he were 110 pounds, to me, he'd still be a slob because of his politics and how anti-American he comes off. As he goes home to his $5 million mansion up in Michigan. Trust me, that's where he lives. 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Dashing through the snow, yeah. 
That one? Nope. I couldn't hear you. Uh, don't say. What? No. Facebook's actually acting very flaky today. You getting that? You get a lot of I flaky. I am. On what is going yeah. on with that? They must be oh, updating like it. or something because it's yeah. acting flaky. Yeah. Which is no good. We don't need it to be acting flaky. No. Uh, 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Go there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email, the whole thing. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I realize a lot of you out there shopping. I went to the shopping today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and? I went and did some uh, some of that shopping there. Uh, nothing. Got you a big chunk of, big hunk of coal. Really? You know what I'm saying? Oh, did those messages <sighs> finally go through? Because I think they're they're going through again. Oh, here we go. There we see, go. See, it's it's the it. only way Carrie and I talk in real life is on Facebook. <laughs> I know. Because I can't be in that studio. I just think it's gross. Oh, it is not gross. It is just fine. Do not that. really. I mean, Don't maybe you're used that. to it. Because you ever do that where something hurts, <laughs> but you get used to the pain? So it doesn't yeah. really hurt as much anymore. No, same thing can happen me. with smells. It, the sense of smell is very similar to the sense of touch, like that. No, 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 no. It smells just. Once you're around it enough, there. you think air is supposed to smell like that. And I'm here to say, not so much. <laughs> Stop it! I don't do that. No, I'm serious. No, I don't. It's one eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. Gary is on line two in San Antonio. What's up, Gary? Hey, Yo, Joe. Gary. Hello. Hey, hey, what's happening? Gary, you're on the phone. What's up? Hello? Wow. Okay. Can I put Gary on hold? Because Gary's playing a game now. There's no way he didn't hear all that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know. He's getting his car. I heard the Should I give him another thing. shot? Give him one more shot. All right. Gary, what's going on? Hi. Hello, Joe. Can you hear me? <laughs> I don't have the patience, Gary. <laughs> he had to go. Do I it. don't have the patience. He had to get Rickrolled. <laughs> now, maybe if he calls back, we'll get a better seller or a better something because the heck was that, you know? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? I mean, my goodness. <laughs> stupid. Oh, oh, come not, on. Not, Gary, not, you're, not that you're stupid, but the fact that I went to you 10 times, I could hear that you should be able to hear me. There's something Hello? wrong with your phone. Hello. Hey, anybody in Gary's life for Christmas? New <laughs> cell phone. phone. yes. New cell phone. That would be good. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And if you don't mind, I think that his uh, ringtone should be. Never gonna let you down. Go on, Gary. Never gonna let you Never gonna make you I don't know the words. Dude, you have to know the words. We're gonna I should it. know the words to that. I mean, it's my Rickroll song. <laughs> I know. All right, 1-800-383-9624, 1-800-383-9624. Is, is it me, or, or uh, was nobody surprised by the announcement that came today? What announcement? Seriously, you don't know the announcement? What announcement are you talking about? Today, I'm suspending my campaign for oh. president. I want to thank everyone who's <laughs> taken this journey with me. Nobody you took it with you. You've honored me with your support. <laughs> nobody nobody well, supported you. Well, less than 1% you. took it with them, so... 
<laughs> he was thanking people for for he was honored for their support. <laughs> Nobody supported him. People who are out there supporting Lindsey Graham. This is uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, um, alleged Republican from South Carolina. <laughs> I believe we've run a campaign you can be proud of. No, actually, I don't, I'm not proud of it because I don't know anything about it. You actually had a campaign? <laughs> we put forward bold and practical solutions. You did? The big problems. <laughs> the big problem was that nobody knew you were in. Like retiring our debt. You should retire yourself. And fixing a broken immigration system. Fix your broken-ass campaign. Wow. This has been a problem-solver's campaign. Actually, you know what really? actually, What problem did you solve? This guy, how, how seriously, how delusional must he be <laughs> oh, that he thinks good. he solved problems? Problem-solver's campaign. However, the centerpiece of my campaign has been securing our nation. Right. I got into this race to put forward a plan to win a war we cannot afford to lose and to turn back the tide of isolationism that was rising in our party. So he has... He joined the campaign to win the war because the war is that important. Oh, by the way, I'm quitting. <laughs> Wait a second. You, just, you said you joined the campaign to win the war. Now you're quitting? I don't. I I, so. so the war is over? What happened? Oh, I believe we made enormous progress in this effort. No, made no Four progress. Four months ago at the very first debate, right. I said that any candidate who did not understand that we need more American troops on the ground right. in Iraq and Syria to right. defeat ISIL. Uh, did he just call ISIL? him ISIL? Wow. That's why he lost. That's wow. why nobody voted for his ass. Okay. And I'm sorry, he was at the first debate? Maybe the in the undercard debate. I think he was the waiter for debate. the undercard. I think he was the waiter for the undercard. <laughs> He's not ready oh, to be commander-in-chief. He, he was the usher. <laughs> at that time, no one stepped forward to join me today. And still nobody stepped forward to join you on anything <laughs> that you stood for. Most of my fellow candidates have come to recognize. Yeah, see, they're not your fellow candidates anymore because you're not mm-hmm. a candidate anymore. And please, it's recognize. Did, did he forget there's a, he said recognize. <laughs> recognize. That's how they do it in He South did. He said, he said recognize. Come recognize. To recognize. He's saying recognize. <laughs> really? Fellow candidates have come to recognize. Am I, am I mishearing it? No, no. You got it right. This is what's needed to secure our homeland. I'm far more confident today. Okay. That our party will reject the Obama doctrine of leading from behind, right? And will provide the strong leadership America needs. You see, Lindsey Graham was very good at leading from behind because mm. he was behind the entire time. <laughs> to restore our military and take the fight to our enemies, and do what it takes to make our country safe and preserve our way of life. This is a generational struggle that demands a strategy and the will to win. Yeah, what's mm. interesting is. He's announcing that he's leaving the race, and at least half of my audience right now, and it's an immense audience, although you're all out there shopping and eating and stuff, and, and you're not calling as much as you normally do because you're not working probably, but I know that you're listening. At least 50%, I will gather, of this audience, I'll bet at least 50% have no idea what he's announcing right now. Probably not. She's like, well, what did he, what? What? he was, no. <laughs> I, mean, I know that there were 32 candidates, but he couldn't have been one of them, was he? He was. I will continue to work every day to ensure that our party... And our nation takes on this fight. Got to go. Keep it right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks to Joe Pags Show. Great radio stations across the land. JoePags.com, iHeartRadio. Thanks for stopping by on a Monday. 
Motown Monday. All right, so Precious has reached out to me on the Facebook. Precious. Mm-hmm. Precious is from um, East Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. And Precious uh, doesn't have any idea who I am. Oh. But is one of the Precious 10 million wants. plus who have stopped by my page to see the Steve Harvey video. Mm-hmm. Yo, Joe, shut the beep up about oh. Steve Harvey. He is only human. Leave him alone. So what? He made a mistake. Also, if yo know that is true, that no one is perfect, that people make mistakes, what gives you the right to talk about him, how he shouldn't messed up? Hmm? Talk about your own mistakes and leave that Steve Harvey messed up. Not sure. And then (laughs) then she says, "And, and see... I just made a mistake right in the message. So, again, no one is perfect. Neither is you. Uh-huh. The world makes me sick, she writes. Oh. Of course, I wrote back, I is perfect. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> no, what I wrote back to her was, what makes me sick is how comfortable you are with contacting me with filthy words. Precious. There you go. You don't know me. You don't know anything about me. All you know is you feel comfortable attacking another human being. I didn't disrespect Steve Harvey. I posted the actual video of what he actually did. Now get some manners and don't come back until you realize, until you are ready to apologize. Rude. Wow. That's tough. Take that crap off of Precious. Mm -mm, No, you won't. You is perfect. Tell you what's up. Yes. I I is. You is, yes. I as perfect as they get. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, 1-800-383-9624. one 9624 Lots to get to. If you missed my interview with Texas Governor um, Greg Abbott, we'll have it for you again at the bottom of the hour. But not before we get into some really stupid stuff. Oh, good. Like the Don't you love the stupid, stupid stuff? stuff? Yeah. The really stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, just stupid. stupid. And I don't mean Lindsey Graham. We've already covered that. <laughs> Why can't you quit Facebook? I mean, Facebook just was experiencing a slowdown. You felt it. I felt it. People writing me felt it. And we weren't having it. Nope. Didn't like it. Why are we we so addicted to it? I don't know. I am, though. This is from NBC News. And um, so, therefore, it might or might not be true. I'm not sure. (laughs) What? (laughs) Actually, you're addicted to Facebook? Um, I, I think I am a little bit. Cool. Well, the last update on your page was six days ago, so you really are addicted <laughs> to Facebook. I'm addicted to looking at it, not posting so much. Kerry Lockie, December 15th All right. at 9.25 p.m. All right. Thoughts about the debate so far? Winners, see, losers, see, who should was, get out? That was a good one. No. It was. It was great for six that days ago. A, Can you update it now? That's a good one. Can you act yes, like you like people? Well, I, I do like people. Can you act like you actually I care do. about the people? I swear, and I care about them. Yes. No, you don't. It's a lie. I do, too. Because on your personal thing, you update it 32 times a day. No, I'm not that much now. It was so cute. My son ate breakfast this morning. I mean, that's really. (laughs) I don't do that on my personal page. Oh, my husband woke up and combed his hair. Okay. (laughs) Shut up. I don't do those posts. The headline is, can't quit Facebook study finds why we relapse. Keith Wagstaff, fake name, wrote this. (laughs) It's not. Maybe it's not Wagstaff. Why can't it be Wagstaff? Because it's not. I bet it is. That's not his name. Great name, Wagstaff. That's not his name. That's a dog with a... With a very hard um, tail. Mm-hmm. No, no. Wagstaff. Wagstaff. Get it? Yeah. I... His tail is hard like a, like a I staff. Got that. Yeah. 
Look up the word staff. You'll think it's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> feel like Facebook is an addiction? You are not the only one. A team of Cornell researchers studied more than 5,000 surveys from participants in the 99 Days of Freedom Project in which people tried to stay off of Facebook for 99 days. Could you do it, Carrie? Oh, that'd be hard. Could you? 99 days. You're posting Could all the it? time and asking for about? more. I need more three hundred thousand. I got to get there. So no, Adrian, you can first do of that. all, I don't sound like that. <laughs> first of all, I don't sound like that. Se- secondly, um, I only am pushing for more Facebook fans and likes because uh-huh. I like to help people. I'm, oh, that's I'm a why. giver. You I'm a giver, are. and I'm here. Mm. I'm here to help guide people. Oh, that's so nice of and you. And to better their lives. <laughs> and to give Precious somebody to write to and be profane. <laughs> that's right. She needs somebody like that. In a study released earlier this month in the journal Social Media Plus Society, there's a journal called that, hmm. they found that people who were more likely to log back on if they described Facebook as addictive. Quote, in the first 10 days, I thought about Facebook a lot, wrote one study participant. Whenever I opened up a browser, my fingers would automatically go to F. Well, mine does, too, but for a different reason. Um. (laughs) Such a potty mouth. What? On day Mm. nine, I had a dream about accidentally logging into Facebook, which showed that I was consciously (laughs) thinking about it. Uh, In fact, while plenty of users reported that they missed looking at photos and other content on Facebook, it was mostly people who described compulsive behaviors who ultimately struggle with maintaining non-use, according to the study. (laughs) Study participants who logged in uh, a lot weren't necessarily the people who had trouble quitting. It was the people who perceived themselves to be logging in a lot who couldn't give up. To quit Facebook, it would appear you need to convince yourself that you're not addicted. The researchers also found that people who uh, reported being in a good mood were less likely to be tempted back into Facebook. Same thing for those who used other social media sites like Pinterest or Instagram to distract themselves. Another deterrent to returning to Facebook, having strong privacy fears. Uh, Yeah, it's a stupid story. Hmm, Sounds like. I think it's a dumb story. Yeah. I'm not impressed by that story, just just Mm, so people understand. Which is not. This one makes a little more sense, I guess, if you believe that a song can make you happy or depressed. Hmm. I mean, I believe that. There are sad songs, right? Oh, sure there are. I mean, some would say sad songs. They make me cry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some people would say No, that's say a song. That. It's a lyric from a song. I understand. I know. I got that. There'll be sad songs. No. Make me cry. Sounds no. nothing like that. It's, exactly, it's, it's, if, the, <laughs> oh, it's as if the artist oh is here. Who is it, Billy Ocean? I think it's Billy Ocean, yeah. No, you or do not sound like Billy Ocean. No, I'm serious. That was almost exactly <laughs> what is, Billy Ocean said. That was pretty Sad bad. songs. No? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, this is from something called Inverse, so probably a made-up story. Uh, the science of sad Christmas songs or why Christmas shoes gets played. Tis the oh, season to feel oh, all yeah. the feels. I'm sorry, to feel all the feels? Feel all the feels. Christmas shoes, the holiday dirge about a kid mm. buying a pair of sweet kicks for his dying mom, still gets airtime each December. Ditto the Elvis classic, Blue Christmas. Uh, I'll have a blue. Mm. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I can nail all these. No. And Joni, uh, Joni Mitchell's unusually miserable, even for Joni Mitchell, River. <laughs> Though another notable seasonal tune argues that Tis the season to be jolly, that doesn't always seem to be the case. Sad Christmas music is inevitable because it turns out humans aren't great at pure positivity. Carrie. Over the years, scientists attempting to explain our apparent emotional uh, masochism, like USC's Matthew Sachs, Ph.D., have hit on a crucial point. Sometimes experiencing sadness 
just feels good. What? It does? I don't get that. It's generally accepted that there are several reasons why sadness, when expressed through art, can be enjoyable, he told Inverse, Mm. made-up magazine. If you're the kind of person who listens to sad music during the holidays, you're more likely to be an empathetic person. But more generally, you get some kind of psychological benefit from sadness. What? This uh, one is just stupid as the first story. This is from the Journal of People Who Should Get Drug Tested. My bad. (laughs) I actually thought this was from something real. Okay. Sad songs make you cry. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> so awful. Hey. Come no, on, I will not. No, Five songs often do. No, no, Billy, no. What? Oh, sorry, phone's ringing. I think Billy, Billy Ocean's people want to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, they want you to stop. Him. He's, he's got a, no. he's got laryngitis. <laughs> they want me to do his concert tour for him. I doubt that. One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. Is there, is there anybody out there listening who actually thinks sad songs make you feel better? <laughs> So Carrie, dumb. is that possible? I, I didn't think it was, but Inverse is saying it, so I don't know. Inverse? <laughs> it's not a real thing, is it? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Does, doesn't it mean the opposite or something? I mean, it, maybe maybe they, they write the story, um, but they hmm. really mean the inverse. Now, see, that would be really be. dumb, though. Please. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop singing that song. Stop because that's going to be stuck next in my head forever. The next, <laughs> uh. the next time the Spurs ask me to do the next anthem, <laughs> I'm going to sing it. Get like that. Oh, say can you see? They will be asking you back. I nail it. One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. Where are my masochists out there who love the sad songs? Oh, I'm in such a good mood. Why would happen? I listen to Cats in the Cradle on the way home. Really? That's not a happy song. What's the matter with you? One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. Stay here. This is the Joe Pack Show. Absolutely. 1-800-383-9624, The Joe Pag Show. J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Governor Greg Abbott, great state of Texas, bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around. We go to Allison in Virginia. Hi, Allison. What's going on? Hello? Hey, Allison. You're on the air. What's happening? Oh, okay. I, I can barely hear you because the way my phone is fart sneezing. I'm one of your masochists. <laughs> you like you, you like sad songs? Like um everything. You like I sad songs? Rock, you get cranky, you turn on hard rock. You get really cheerful, come on. Techno, hello, yeah. <laughs> but then there's also part of life parts of life where you just want a good old 
blasted cry. Well, maybe he's causing too much of a dude because I'm. I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling it. I'm telling you, uh, maybe I'm too much of a dude. I don't want to hear a sad song. Well, I have some friends who have lost family members around Christmas time. And if they let loose with a sad song or two, then they can let all that, all the past painful memories go. And then well, why, why wouldn't they listen? Enjoy the happy, happy, cheerful, cheerful, yeah, like my teacher, joyful song. <laughs> well, I mean, why wouldn't I've, I've lost loved ones around Christmas and it sucks. I'm with you. But why not play a happy song that that loved one used to like? Sometimes you're just not feeling it. All right, Allison, we love you like crazy. I don't think she can hear me very well, but um, I love you like crazy. Um, I, I think that uh, that you're you're a woman, and that's why that's what it is. Carrie, you probably what? go, you probably ride home every day from work with a sad song on or something. No, not necessarily. But you chicks do. No, we don't. We don't, all of those chicks do that. No. Oh no. What? Oh no. What are you talking Please about? Please don't sing this. What do you mean? Oh man. <laughs> Come on. You gonna sing it with me? No. This is for Allison. I want her to cry a little bit. <laughs> oh, we will all be crying after this. <laughs> You sound like Kermit the Frog. What are you doing? <laughs> Standing beside you, there's a fever burning. <laughs> Stop. Somebody wrong hit the egg dog today. You. Like, who who, who gave this guy egg dog today? <laughs> what do you mean? Do you think of that someone? It is. It's Kermit the Frog saying, I know. <laughs> melody, I always stop and think of. No? <laughs> so bad. Go, everybody. Turn it up. No. Go on, Gary. No. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, nailed the high part right there. No, that sounds nailed nothing it. like nailed Billy it. Ocean. Are you kidding me? No. Are you kidding me? I am not Joey kidding Ocean you. is what they're going to call me from now on. <laughs> they used to call me Joey Ocean. <laughs> so, Why do you hate Kermit the Frog singing so Billy's sad songs to make you cry? <laughs> I didn't realize it's how Billy Ocean sang that song. What are you talking about? Oh, man. Uh, listen, we try to bring that... the entertainment to the people. Well, you did. You did. By the way, Allison's the only person nationwide who likes sad songs. <laughs> Everybody else is like, oh, hell no, I want to hear some sad songs. What's the matter with you? All right, you, you ready for one more really stupid? Oh, because please. this is this is who we're this is who we're raising story? today in America. Oh yeah, this is who we're raising today. Oh no, in America, steamed up college kids cry racism when there's an insensitive oversight on the food menu. What? Mm-hmm. This is from Virginia Cruta. Over at, and we love those on Cruda. salads. That'd be a used crouton. to love having those on. What? That'd be a crouton, not a Well, that crouda? probably was her full name. They probably just shortened it. <laughs> okay. From Virginia Crouton. Uh, this from uh, from uh, IJ Review. Typical college students can find something to complain about anywhere they go, and the cafeteria on campus is no different. Maybe they don't have pancakes every day, or students aren't allowed more than one grilled cheese sandwich, or maybe the food just sucks, <laughs> she writes. But students at Oberlin College in Ohio have lodged a complaint that has the internet talking. In fact, one Twitter user dubbed it the most millennial gripe ever. 
The campus food, according to outraged Oberlin students, is, quote, culturally inaccurate and appropriative. Okay. Hmm. Appropriative. This is uh, from somebody, I guess, in the the paper from from the school. An employee makes a role at Dascom Dining Hall's Sushi Bar. Many international students have cited campus dining services cuisine as culturally appropriative. Diep Nguyen, a college uh, first year from, a college first year, it just says, from Vietnam, jumped with excitement at the sight of Vietnamese food on Stevenson Dining Hall's menu at orientation this year. Craving Vietnamese comfort food, Nguyen rushed to the food station with high hopes. When she, what she got, though, mm. was a total disappointment. Oh, no. The traditional banh mi Vietnamese sandwich that Stevenson mm. Dining Hall promised turned out to be a cheap imitation of the East Asian dish instead of a crispy baguette oh, no. with grilled pork, pate, pickled vegetables, and fresh herbs. Yum. The sandwich used ciabatta bread, <gasps> pulled pork, and damn it, coleslaw. Oh, my gosh. I, Right? That is awful. It was ridiculous, Wynn said. How could they just throw out something completely different and label it as another country's traditional food? <laughs> Sick. I mean, there's something very wrong with this country. Yes. It's very, very wrong with the country. Listen, maybe it's just me, and maybe I don't get it, and there's a good chance I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Don't agree with that. But when I was in college, if you took two pieces of bread, threw them against the wall, and squirted some ketchup on it, I was in heaven. <laughs> I know. We were all hungry in college. You know what I mean? You yeah, ate honestly. what was there. Yes. I mean, I used to, I, I could not wait for the soy burger. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a meat eater, okay? <laughs> How dare you do this? This is an insult to my people. Terrible. Screw you. Give me food. Yeah, look, when you're t- 18 to 21... Or 17 to 22, whatever the hell I, I, some of these idiots are in school till they're 40. But, but I mean, if you're that age, your metabolism is going nuts. I mean, you just shove anything in that you can get in. Yeah, yes. I don't think the, the kind of bread was appropriate for my proper what? Vietnamese food. <laughs> Screw no. you, man. There are flights back to <laughs> Vietnam every it. day. What are yeah. you kidding me? There are plenty of Vietnamese food in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, there are. Plenty of Italian food in Italy. Go. Or you could take the crap we're serving. You know, who makes these people eat there? Nobody. Am I to to understand that you're allowed in this day and age in this country to be outraged Mm. over the food being served at some cafeteria? Yes, I guess so. Is that really what's going on? sad. It's not really going on, is it? You're saying I didn't nail it? You did not nail that. I felt pretty good about it. Let me just say this. It rolled off the tongue pretty well. I feel pretty good. (laughs) Next time we do karaoke at the office, I'm going to sing Bill B. Sad songs. Yes, you do that. 1-800-383-9624. My interview with uh, Governor Greg Abbott, the great state of Texas, coming up. If you missed any part of it, we've got it posted on the website, JoePags.com. Go there, click on Facebook, scroll down a little bit, and there you have it. We've got that and uh, much, much more to come on the Joe Pags Show. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show.
Hey, great to have you here. Wonderful radio stations across the land. JoePags.com, iHeartRadio. It is the Joe Pags Show for a Monday. Had a chance to catch up with Texas Governor um, Greg Abbott, the Republican from the great state of Texas, about all sorts of stuff that affects everybody nationwide. Immigration, Syrian refugees, the oil deal. Um, what's happening on the border? Can we really be safe on the border? Why is the Texas economy so much better than other economies around the country? That much, much more. Greg, I appreciate your time. Thanks for stopping by. How are you? Great to have Wait a second. That's not good. We, I don't think we want to have Greg Abbott with, um, with that song in the background. I think that Carrie would probably kill me if I let that song play in the background. Greg, how are you? Good to have you. Great to have the governor of the great state of Texas here. It is the Republican, Greg Abbott. Greg, how are you? I am doing great. Great to be back with you again. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. It has been a busy, busy year. I'm on the list, the mailing list from the governor's office. So um, almost every day I get something from your staff saying, Governor Greg Abbott announced this. Governor Greg Abbott announced that. It seems like it's been a year uh, of getting your administration where you want it, which is cool. That's what a new governor should do. But it's also been a year where you haven't really had a chance to put on the brakes at all because you came in um, and things were already moving. If you could, and maybe this is too broad a question, but but maybe not, uh, if you could, just give me a quick overview. How do you feel about the job a year in? Well, it, it's been exactly as you described it. It's been a very hectic year, and I can divide it up into two categories for you. Uh, one is we had a very busy uh, legislative session where we did exactly what I wanted to achieve. One, uh, we cut taxes by $4 billion, leading the nation uh, in the amount of taxes cut by a state. Number two, uh, we uh, dedicated about $4 billion a year to build more roads so that we would have an outstanding infrastructure, and we did it without raising taxes, fees, tolls, or debt. Number three, uh, we uh, added almost a billion dollars to secure our border so the state of Texas would be doing what the federal government is failing to do, uh, and that is uh, to secure our sovereignty. Uh, And at the same time, uh, we kept Texas with the best balance sheet, I believe, of any state in the nation, uh, leaving almost $14 billion, $10 billion of which was in our rainy day fund and about another $4 billion in our checking account. That is category number one. Category number two, Joe, is that we have had to continue to push back and battle against the Obama administration, whether it be their out-of-control EPA regulations or, uh, more recently, our efforts uh, to fight back against their attempt uh, to bring in uh, refugees from Syria that the administration itself admits that they cannot adequately vet uh, to eliminate threats from terrorism. So this has been a very busy year where we protect liberty, uh, we expand the Texas economic miracle, and we continue to have Texas be at the forefront of leading this nation. It is uh, Governor Greg Abbott, the great state of Texas. He's the Republican, one year into his term. And, and Governor, you, you gave me so much great red meat, man. That was really great. So I'm going to try to break it down the best I can. First thing, and I think that I've asked you about this before, but but I want to get to it again. We've got people... Um, who are listening all across the country. One of my big stations is KTLK, which is in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. And they've got a governor there who's like the antithesis to Greg Abbott. Um, and, and when you see job growth like you see in Texas, when you see uh, economic growth like you see in Texas, when you see a surplus to where you can build a billions and billions of dollar rainy day fund like you see in Texas, and, and there's a governor like Dayton who's in, in Minnesota who just is politically the complete 
polar opposite to you, and the state is suffering because of it. There is there is not as much freedom there. There is way too much power and control to central government. You've got refugees flowing in, and he can't wait to get more in. Uh, what do you say to people who are listening from so far away, our friends to the north, um, who hear how good things are going here, um, and it's a blue state, and I've got so many red people who call in, you know, red politically people who call in who are frustrated by it. What kind of advice would you give to a resident of, like, a Minnesota um, who they love their state, like we love Texas, but they're suffering, whereas we're doing so much better? Well, Texas understands two things. One is that uh, it is the private sector, not government, uh, that creates jobs. And the best thing that government can do is to get off of the backs of the job creators, uh, stimulate job growth by cutting the taxes of businesses. And that's exactly what we did. Now, uh, for the people in Minnesota, think about this, uh, and for the people across America, and and that is, uh, as everyone knows, we've had a dramatic downturn in the price of oil and gas. And most people think, well, Texas is nothing but an oil and gas state. Uh, the, The fact is, despite the downturn in the price of oil and gas, in this past year, we've still created well over 150,000 new jobs. The reason for that is because uh, we diversify our economy by cutting taxes, by creating opportunity, by getting government off the backs of those who create jobs. The second thing is uh, we focus on protecting liberty, liberty of, of entrepreneurs, liberty of individuals, uh, and that means getting government uh, uh, off their backs and, and letting individuals uh, drive the future of their lives. But a, a corollary to that is mean, means that government does have one job uh, foremost, and that is to protect the safety of the people in their state. You mentioned Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, in Minnesota, it has been reported, I think, by the United States attorney uh, in Minnesota uh, about very sincere concerns they have about potential uh, ISIS cells. Uh, This is something that America has to come to grips with, Uh, whether you're uh, at the Canadian border uh, or our southern border, uh, east coast or west coast. We as a nation must be more dedicated and committed uh, to rooting out the causes uh, of radical Islamic terrorism. And that means uh, being very vigilant about who we allow in this country in the first place. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about, and it's Governor Greg Abbott, the great state of Texas. Let's talk about the refugees for a moment. Um, You and I both know that the Constitution says that that, uh, issues of naturalization and citizenship are left up to the federal government. Because of that, the federal government says it can take any refugees from anywhere it deems fit um, whether we have the ability to vet them or not, we don't have the ability to vet these people from, from Syria whatsoever. We just can't. We don't know who they are. Um, and I'll drop them in Greg Abbott's lap if I want. I'll drop them in Mark Dayton's lap if I want. I'll drop them out there on Governor Brown in California. I will drop them in, in Florida. Uh, we'll do whatever we want with the federal government. We can follow the laws we want. We can talk about that later when it comes to immigration. And we, can, and, and we will force down your throat, Greg Abbott, whether you like it or not, these refugees. And in fact, he has done so, or this government has done so. We do have some in Texas. What right do you have as the chief executive of our state? to tell the federal government, nope, that's not going to work for me. Do you have any rights at all? Well, first, let me point out uh, the fact that Texas is a welcoming state, and Texas is is probably uh, the host uh, to more refugees uh, and immigrants than any other state. Uh, And and so uh, it's not as if we are hostile uh, to people. However, uh, we are vigilant about protecting public safety. And as a result, what Texas has done uh, is I have issued an order 
uh, to the Department of Health and Human Services here in the state of Texas uh, to tell them uh, to fight back against the federal government's attempt to hijack our state. And then uh, that agency worked in collaboration with the attorney general here in the state of Texas so that we brought a legal action to try to prevent the, the Syrian refugees who cannot be vetted from coming into the state of Texas. And we have a hearing on that coming up in the first or second week in January, uh, where the state of Texas uh, will be asserting its legal right under federal law that already exists uh, to eliminate uh, the uh, dangerous, unvettable refugees that the Obama administration is trying to put onto the state of Texas. The well, second well, thing well, I did- it's a no-brainer, Greg. I mean, I, I, as you know, I grew up in South Florida. And, and in South Florida in 1980, uh, Fidel Castro opened up his prisons and sent the Mariel boat lift north. And once they hit the ground in Homestead and Miami and everywhere else in South Florida, they had the Chrome Detention Center. And the reason why there was a detention center is because we had no idea who these people were. And thankfully, we found out they were the criminals. And, and thankfully, they weren't out in, in, uh, in, in the public with the community. Uh, do you have the same right to say we're going to make a detention center until the, the federal government can show us that we're safe here? Um, or, or is there something else that you have to do? I mean, I understand that you're taking it up in court, but what if they just drop them in? They could literally bust them in tomorrow. Can we stop them? The, the, the authority to uh, make those decisions uh, is uh, uh, relegated to the federal government. But I hasten to point this out, and, and that is Barack Obama himself uh, put a halt uh, to uh, the refugee relocation process a couple of years ago uh, by putting a, a six-month halt. Uh, to refugees coming in here from Iraq when it was determined uh, that Iraqi refugees who had been allowed to come into the U.S. had participated uh, in in bombing uh, American soldiers over in Iraq. Right. And I think that uh, under similar circumstances, because of uh, the terrorists in Syria right now, because of the proven inability to adequately vet them, Barack Obama should similarly uh, put at least a six-month halt uh, to the Syrian refugees uh, until we can get our hands around whether or not they are vetable. It's Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas. He's the Republican here in the Lone Star State. Uh, Governor, we, we see in the southern border we've got uh, many uh, OTMs, other than Mexicans, that's the term used, uh, coming across the border. We've got many uh, who are really just some caught right there in Laredo, I think six or eight people who allegedly have ties to terrorist organizations. There is no doubt in your mind, my mind, or in the minds of anybody across the nation listening right now that ISIS wants to get in. Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, whatever the name of the radical Islamic jihadist group is, they want to come in, they want to do either lone wolf or coordinated attacks to us because they disagree with us religiously, fundamentally, how we live our lives, whatever. What can the state of Texas do with the longest border on the southern border? What can we do in the state of Texas knowing that, again, immigration, the border, all of that is is the purview of the federal government. You say that you spent a billion dollars on, on shoring up the border. I believe you. But w- what can you actually legitimately do to physically stop them? Do you always have to make way and, and sort of uh, you know uh, wave the feds through and let them make the decision? Or can we as Texans do something on the border? I mean, physically we, do something. We, yeah. His answer to that when we come back, it's a pretty important question. Can states actually do something, or do they have to genuflect and get out of the way for the feds? More with Greg Abbott when we come back on the Joe Pag Show. You're listening to Joe Pags.
Absolutely. Glad to have you here. Right smack dab in the middle of my interview with uh, Governor Greg Abbott, the Joe Pag Show. Just ask the governor, what can states actually do? Can you actually physically do something to stop the bad guys that are sneaking into the country um, and want to do us harm? Can you do something? We, we can do something. Let, let me first explain to your audience uh, in, in one minute exactly what the problem is sure. and the danger is to elaborate on what you just said. And, and that is, uh, it is a fact. Uh, that there have been people coming across our border who are connected or who have come from uh, countries or nations or states uh, that are controlled by uh, terroristic regimes, uh, whether it be uh, Syria, Iraq, or uh, other locations across the globe, as well as people who are coming here uh, from China and other regions. Uh, and understand this, and that is, as people watch their news right now, uh, there has been a dramatic increase uh, across the border region in the state of Texas uh, of the number of unaccompanied minor children who are coming across our border. Here's the deal. Uh, it's important to understand that e- all of these people who are coming in, or almost all of them, are brought in by drug cartels who operate as coyotes who bring, uh, whether it be the people from Syria or the unaccompanied minor children across our border. Right. So our, our targeted goal and what the state of Texas can do uh, is to focus on those who are bringing people to this country illegally, and that is the cartel-related coyotes. And so what the state of Texas is doing is two things. One is we added almost a billion dollars to put more law enforcement officers on the border. Uh, these are Texas Department of Public Safety troopers. Two, uh, just this last week, uh, I continued or extended the stay of the National Guard along the border. We are working to create a border shield uh, so that we are trying to um, match move by move uh, what the cartels are doing. And what we are forcing the cartels to do is to lose money uh, every single time uh, they're trying to bring people in the state of Texas. And we are apprehending them as fast as we possibly can uh, so that the cartels understand that they are not going to be uh, doing business in the state of Texas. And that was part of the that was part of the question. Are they apprehending? Can they go hands on? Can they physically take charge? Or do they have to do they have to step aside and say, okay, feds, here are the people that we caught. You do whatever you want to do with them now. I mean, are your hands still tied? Even though I appreciate and those listening appreciate what you're doing to shore up the border. Trust me, you know that I do. But having said that, can they really act as law enforcement when it's not their laws to enforce? Well, it, it is the, their laws to enforce. Uh, it is the state's laws to enforce uh, when they are here committing crimes. Yeah. Uh, and and they're, they're, they're typically, if, if you're a smuggling person, we have uh, a new uh, anti-smuggling law that we passed uh, in the state of Texas uh, that I was the architect of. We have, uh, an, an, uh, obviously, laws where we can crack down on people who are smuggling uh, drugs or human trafficking or all these various different types of crimes that the cartels are participating in. Yes we have the ability to go after them. Uh, And that's exactly what we are doing. There is a push. Last question. And you mentioned oil and gas earlier. Maybe next time we talk, we could talk about that. Because I know that a lot of people are actually hurting in Texas because I believe OPEC, they're driving the the prices down to to kill the the fracturing that we're doing in Texas. We'll talk about that next time. I want to talk about about, uh, the economy and leave it there. And, And economically, we talked about it. And uh, Texas is doing so much better. I mean, head and shoulders above just about any other state, certainly jobs-wise and and surplus-wise. But having said that, there's still a push in this state, as you know, to turn it blue 
for some reason. We've got a lot of people coming from California, a lot of people coming from from the Northeast, from the Midwest, and and they're bringing with them their politics. They want to come to Texas for a better life. They want to come for for more freedom and liberty. But they also want to come here and say, yeah, but we should all vote blue. Do you believe that Texas is going to ever turn blue? Some want to call it a purple state now. The main cities, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, they're blue already. Will Texas stay red? Will Texas? Will Texans keep an understanding that this is the best way to live in the United States of America? Or do you have a fear of those migrating from other states that they're going to bring their politics? Texas will stay red, and here is why. First, uh, many of those people you're talking about, whether they're coming from California or New York or elsewhere, uh, we know for a fact uh, that they are coming here and supporting conservative policies. The reason we know that is because of the polling we did during my governor uh, campaign yeah. uh, and election this past November, where we asked uh, in, in the polling that we undertook uh, when we were polling uh, a thousand people uh, in a survey, uh, showing that uh, the, the, these people, we, we asked them if they're going to vote for me or my opponent. And then when we asked the demographic questions, of, you know, what's your income range, what's your age range, all that kind of stuff. We asked them, have you come to the state of Texas recently from another state? Uh, and there were uh, a huge percentage of them who'd come from California, who'd come from New York, and come from these other states. Two-thirds of those people uh, said that they were voting for me uh, as opposed to my opponent. So these, these are people who are trying to escape the liberal clutches of, of California and these other states, and they, they really yearn for uh, the conservative policies that we have here in the state of Texas. Pretty good stuff. Uh, again, Governor Greg Abbott, the whole interview is on my, my Facebook page. Stop by JoePags.com. Pop culture. Hi, Karina. Got about a minute. What do you think? What do you got for me tonight? Uh, so Kim Kardashian just launched her new app. It's called Kimoji. So it's Kim Kardashian type emojis. Why? 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 why does anybody want a Kimoji? I, I don't know, but apparently a lot of people want it because are one, they all are they all little emojis of, of big butts? Is that what it there's is? There's a I mean? few of butts, Come and on. then there's like red solo cups. There's one of her like pregnant silhouette. Wow. Um, but anyway, at one point there were nine thousand people downloading the app per second. So shut up. That can't be true. It kind of shut down um, the iTunes store for a while. She broke the internet again. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, I guess Miss Germany is not happy that Miss Philippine won Miss Universe. She says Why? that none of the girls voted for her, and she thinks Miss Columbia was robbed. Okay. Well, thank you, Germany. We appreciate your input on that. That's it for Karina, for Paul, for Carrie, Joe Pags. Back tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great night. Joe Pags. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.